All right. Why are you laughing at me? Because this is like our eighth take. You didn't know last time you said it was our fifth. Well, so but you also talked for 15 story. minutes about that. All right. Things. Well, we won't go there again, but. Hi, guys. We're, we're back with your do, questions. Good morning. We're going to do viewer <laughs> questions again because we keep getting these every day. And every time we get them in, like, I feel the need to answer them right away because they always get my brain going. So thank you. And it's really it's we awesome. really do love getting your and it was questions. very very calm or kind not calm it was very kind of you one of you wrote a question into us that just really appreciated the way that we go about topics and the way that we talk about them so we thank you so much for that that was very very sweet um and your question was you asked me about a guy named steven bancars and steven bancars is a convert from new age uh, to Christianity, and he's got. He grew up Christian, though, right? Christian and then went New and then Age. Went New Age, hardcore New Age, I guess, and then became a Christian. Which and is exciting got... to have in because we really do feel that we would like to do a New Age podcast specifically. We yeah. have kicked it around, but it is huge. It is all over the place. It's even within the church, and I don't think many people know or realize mm. this stuff. Yeah. So to answer your question uh, quickly and just kind of talk about it a little bit, um, I had not heard of him until you asked me about him. Mm -hmm. So I went on YouTube and was watching a couple videos of him, and I actually found him on Apologia, which I have my differences with Apologia, but I look at Apologia as completely doctrinally sound and i trust their judgment that they have on there with the people uh that they have because they they you know like i said they're just really solid doctrinally regardless of my issues with them so uh i saw steven Bancars on there uh he did apologia's podcast uh with jeff durbin and uh it was it was pretty good he's he is very well spoken he's a very very intelligent kid He's a younger kid. Uh, I don't know how old he is, but he seemed very, you know, very, very interesting. Like he had a very, very interesting story. I know he was all into aliens and that kind of stuff, like, like all the new age stuff. Mm. I'll put my tinfoil hat on. We can have a conversation. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, I mean, yeah, his his so his story does seem pretty cool, um, and he seems like he's got his head straight, you know, head on straight, and he seems like. He would probably be a pretty safe resource for people that are, switch, you know, either looking to get somebody out of New Age or, mm -hmm. you know, just looking to get more information about it. He looks like a pretty solid source. Um, that being said, just because of what his beliefs are in New Age and the fact that he's working with Apologia, it kind of just makes me wonder on if um, I'm just hope, hoping that apologia has a good good history of trashing anything uh pre pre-millennial or uh you know pre-tribulational their end times view and oh, this is another spider um sorry it was like on my mm. nose um sorry i leaned forward no, to the no, microphone no, I and don't. a spider no, no. like walked across my I face i know um we need spider spray um Apologia, if you guys don't know much about this church, um, they're in Arizona, but they are very, very different 
than us in every way, shape, and form when it comes to their take on end times and kingdom theology. Now, you guys hear Brandon talk about all the time. So that's what we're not saying that this guy agrees in that stance, but Brandon just wants to make sure that it's clear that he does not see that view biblically. They're very outspoken against it. And the only reason why I bring this up, and this is where, yes, your eschatology does matter because it it changes the way that you you look at your everyday Christian life. Mm So you, it is very, very important. People go, ah, oh, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yes, matter. It does. It'll all end up the same. No, it, nah. it, it basically wraps around to being one of the most important things that you that you have to think about. <coughs> Excuse me. That being said, um, just because of what he's into, was into with the New Age stuff, like the alien, a lot of times I've heard, and I don't, I've, I've heard Jeff kind of skate around it a little bit, mm-hmm. but a lot of times they talk about the rapture as if it's some alien deception. That's a big or thing that, out there. Or that yeah, it might right be some kind of crazy, mm-hmm. you know, these crazy premillennialists, um, you know, some kind of... So that's the only... That's just where my opinion and just my, I, I guess my... My my ignorant thoughts of the the well any little piece of reserve is, just again that you just found this guy and you're just right. looking into him is you're not sure where he takes it to right. as far as kingdom and intent stuff right. like that with all that so that part we don't know but otherwise it looks because yeah really otherwise it looks great it's just that like I said um, apologia has been known to not give any weight whatsoever rather than to completely trash and make fun of. Um, any preacher, he, I'm sorry, I can't even talk today. Not different from any other day, I guess. But <laughs> any pre-tribulational view mm-hmm. um, or pre-millennial view, mm-hmm. uh, they're quick to just make fun of it, trash it, and, and just completely almost call it unbiblical, mm-hmm. which to me just gets my... And Jeff also teaches Kingdom Now theology, which... Kingdom Now theology, I don't find, and nor does a lot of people find it to be biblical whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, I think it's, I think it's rooted in in some really, really demonic stuff. Not saying that he's demonic. The teaching is demonic. Yeah. But I think there's some roots that are that are really, really demonic in it. But I like the point that the person who sent this this person over to us, and I know some of you, you're dealing with children who are caught up in the New Age stuff, and it is very big. And like I said, a lot of it is in our average modern American church today, and people don't realize it. A lot of this music coming out of Hillsong and Bethel and Elevation, all this stuff, is very New Age, and people don't realize it. It is dangerous. But I love the points that the person who sent this in – Again, you say, I come from a very similar New Age background, so I can relate to a lot of what he says. And then you go on to say, too, um, that you found him just last week when you're struggling to let go of some books and trinkets that you'd been holding on to. His videos, and then we did a video um, in my biblical womanhood about with the kids about, disi- about discipline and oh, how just right. the influence of the right. world in our homes on our kids. Yeah. And um, you said perfect timing for you, and our answer was cut it all out. Get right. it out of your life now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he definitely looks very interesting. Like you said, Brandon sat here and watched a handful of things, read some various stuff. Yeah, and, and like I said, I, 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 I didn't listen to enough what he was saying sounded good. I didn't mm-hmm. listen to all of his stuff, but the fact that he was on Apologia 
it makes me feel better about mm-hmm. you know so i mean legitimate people okay. are sitting down and talking yeah, to this person he's yeah, not like exactly. a whack job out regardless there regardless of how much i disagree with them i you know i find him safe in that way but that's an interesting topic, you know, and we'll go ahead and link some of that stuff down below. And, and again, with anything, anytime you find any of these people, the importance, you know, talk with other people that you trust. Um, if, if you want to send stuff in to us and to Brandon, you know, he'll look over and, and stuff like this. We love doing things like that. But everything that they, any person says, any person, your pastor, family, friends, somebody you're learning from online, mm-hmm. test everything with scripture. Yeah. Everything gets held up to God's word to to see where truth lies. I mean, people can make mistakes, of course, but then there's people out there teaching just blatantly (laughs) against God's word. Um, And that's why it's important to make sure that you are always holding everything up to scripture. Which I guess that leads us into the second question. So mark this in case I mess up from here. Okay, so from nine minutes on, we're now on our seat. You're doing much better this 15th time. (laughs) This 15th time. (laughs) Do you have the question pulled up or no? And I need to stop this. No, you don't need to stop it because I have the question pulled up. Hey. Right here. One time. Wait a tick. (laughs) That's you having it pulled up? (laughs) No, I've got it. It's right here. Bless. It's right here. Bless your little heart. All right. Listener question. Okay. You read it. Oh, well, I just asked you if you had it pulled (laughs) up. You told me to read it. Oh, good grief. Okay, so the next question that came in, um, and we, I think this was a great question, and we're going to talk about a handful of scripture. Um, I wrote back to this person, but they haven't responded yet, but we were already ready to record, so we're going for it. We have a handful of scripture that immediately came to mind when we saw this message. Um, I hope, I'm assuming we're going to cover the scripture this person's referring to, but if not, just let us know and we'll mm-hmm. do something else. But she says, listener question. How do you obey the command to assemble yourselves and obeying elders when you're a part of a home church? Is there a way for a home church to be structured so that these commands can be obeyed? Yeah, in answering this, again, thank you for this question. Yeah, love them. Uh, It's a great, great question. Mm -hmm. I've touched on this a little bit on a couple different podcasts. We have one actually titled beware of home church doctrine yep where we touched on it yeah where we did because Mm -hmm. it's it's something that yeah can be a very slippery slope (laughs) can be a very very slippery slope and we'll like i said we'll share a bunch of resources here that we have that kind of um talk about what i just said but i'm going to kind of go over a couple different points first i'm guessing when on the first part of your question I think you're asking the command to assemble. Mm -hmm. That's what we said. Like I I wasn't sure what we try to clarify these things because people can have such different. I don't want to miss. You know, I don't want to not answer somebody's question correctly, and I also don't um, want to misrepresent something that you know somebody is is asking us. Um, Going off of the scripture that we assume you're referring to when you talk about these commands. Correct. I think the, I think when you say assemb- um, the command to assemble, that you're referring to the times in scripture like Hebrews 10 where um, it says, let us not neglect to meet together. 
is his habit of some. I think that's part of it. I mean, we have a couple different biblical answers or examples of calling us to assemble together as believers. Yes. So I assume that that's probably what you're you're referring to there, but it's not. Now, this is where it gets kind of interesting because it's not a call to institutional church necessarily. Um, nowhere in the Bible is institutional church laid out. Mm-hmm. Not to say that there isn't anything wrong with it. And there are guidelines because, that use. But... And there are guidelines and, you know, yes, absolutely. It's, a, you know, it's, it's probably the most preferable option. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's not the, there is no biblical model of how to do this. There's biblical model of how all of this needs to work. But as far as a institutionalized thing here, it's, Mm -hmm. it doesn't exist. So a lot of these practices and a lot of these, these things that we have are not in the Bible. And a lot of that comes from the Catholic church. Mm-hmm. that set up this this huge institution of how everything works in, in different positions and they have they have their own reasons for it i'm not misrepresenting the catholics on their view i'm not having that discussion right now but that history is history and that's where we get a lot of our institutionalized um, idea of church but there's nothing unbiblical about christians gathering together in their homes or large buildings, airplane hangers. I don't, wherever, it doesn't it is matter. that you're gathering in on Skype or But <laughs> the Bible does not give any guidelines as to pop, pop, uh, proper, gosh, Moses, <laughs> proper gathering size, location, or anything like that. But it does explain what's supposed to happen in these church meetings so you can i mean for reference you can jot down acts 242 first corinthians 16 2 first timothy 4 13 second timothy 4 2 and maybe one of those is a scripture the person who wrote the question was referring to i just don't know for sure what scripture she uses the word she used the word command but i don't know which and usually you're that's that. a, it, probably I mean, one this of is those an honest, mm-hmm. an honest question for people that um, have been taught an institutional model completely and believe yes. that this is definitely uh, as commanded in the in the church yeah as in now listen i do want to before i you know okay to finish answering this question though for as as far as the home churches go so as long as biblical teachings fit under the orthodox christianity um, and their practices are not crazy out of, you know, the out ordinary, you know, um, it, it doesn't matter what format they meet in, what format it uses. Um, we are, like I said, we are instructed on who can lead these mm-hmm. through the scripture and nobody takes the pastoral letters lightly. Um, and you come to. You come if you have true through you know true humility in the scriptures as and you're called to teach. You realize that you need to remain subject 
to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, we're thankful that God has put friends in our lives back here for this purpose, I believe. Yep. And Alexis and Travis that we have, who they both have been friends for us um, for years um, since, I mean, we were younger. And as far as Alexis goes, and Heidi and I went to school with Alexis. Mm-hmm. Well, we've known her and her husband for years, too. But anyway, um, her husband is... He is a pastor. Mm-hmm. He he does some work with kids. He does some works with Jehovah Witnesses, and you know he does that. And he's also a part of our our home church here too. So I consider Alexis and Travis are definitely elders in in our church, in mm-hmm. our home church, in everything that we do here. Yep. And um, you know we definitely. Uh, remain subject to and and we usually throw that out to listeners too it's one you know biblical opinion is is one thing but we we have guidelines that we must stick to obviously um sticking in this orthodoxy box and you know i i'm so thankful to have somebody that will definitely keep me from going outside of that and in any time that i go anywhere outside of that um we have elders Mm -hmm. set up like i said just they're the the perfect type of people to have in our lives to do this because they both are very very uh intelligent and they're very very not scared of saying hey you messed up you said this you didn't do this you misspoke here and you know we have a constant group conversation going between the all of us mm-hmm. uh, about the every home church. single thing consistently <laughs> we we bring up every issue and we we speak about it we 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 ask for prayer we ask for you know yep. we so we have a network of eldership mm-hmm. uh even in our home church and like i said we have two two very very close friends well, there's like the extreme that of we like, consider family. I mean, they're yeah, not friends. but there's they're like family. the extremes. You know, you have like Charles Manson out by himself right. leading a cult, right? And then you have an a pastor of a church, the you know the head of the church for us that would be you, right. but yet you have a network of elders right. around you to weigh things, mm-hmm. check things. It's all you know these checks and balances to hold you up. You have you and Travis that you know is very much you know an associate with you. I mean. And Travis is a Brian. I mean, he oh will yeah, sit Travis there. is on point. I mean, <laughs> I get sometimes when I put stuff out, I'm like, man, I hope I said that right, because mm-hmm. I'll hear about it if I didn't. Yeah, and in a good way. But that's I mean good. That in a yeah. praise Jesus. I mean that in a praise God that I have that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I do, and it's not an uncomfortable feeling. I'm like, ooh, glad. Mm-hmm. It keep, it does. It keeps me humble. It keeps me from saying anything stupid. Mm-hmm. It keeps me from. Because anybody can goof up. Anybody can miss. So I understood right away, even when I, and and technically I actually, I went through seminary and I'm actually qualified to lead a house church. Yeah. You actually Um, did stuff. Even though I didn't, I didn't fully finish seminary. I finished that part of seminary Mm -hmm. um, to where I am. I have, I do have. The certification that is required. It is required. And I can print them out. We'll fax them to you. Fax them. Whatever. But <laughs> we'll anyway, get you a badge. I'll make a, him sit here with a badge on. Two lead a, a, a house church. Um, 
on my own merit, I didn't finish it. I'm technically still enrolled in the classes. Because yep. your next point was to connect but with a local church for ordination. My next point was to close with an actual person. And I never wanted to be a pastor. <laughs> yes, so joke's kind of on you. Um, but we don't have a local church that you agree with doctrinally. Right. So that wasn't something right. you were going to do just for the sake. And I'd much rather do this. I'm like, even if I had... You know, even if I was going to, I would never take a paycheck for it, which puts me in a completely, yep. a lot of times puts you in a different category. Yep. And I I do fully believe that my calling is definitely more to be the small independent groups, much like Francis Chan kind of had that mm-hmm. come to God moment where he's like, you know what, I'm going to leave the mainstream church and go out yep. to, to these smaller ones completely francis then he went crazy in a different route but for that part of it we definitely agree but that part i agree with him on so anyway i mean we do have that group of elders Mm -hmm. we um that that keeps us humble and and that's good which is i understand the need and i need to understand the need for that i also understand the the um yeah going back on the other side of this right there's a lot of dangerous things that home churches can do Mm mm-hmm Okay, home churches, a lot of times that you will see, and I hope nobody gets this from this podcast, from our anything like that. I hope nobody gets that sense because I don't ever want to give the sense of a us versus them metal- mentality because mm-hmm. a lot of times it's people leaving the regular church going, you know what? Forget religion. We hate religion. You know, we're starting our own church. Yep. Um. I mean, I guess that's ultimately what we did, but no. But in in seriousness, it creates this mentality like that you're some you know somewhat more biblical than mm-hmm. than a than an institutionalized church, and that in an inch you know they're less biblical and they have false teachings and that kind of stuff. And no, that's that's absolutely not the case. But at the same time. We know across the board, and I've talked about this on many prior podcasts, but across the board, yeah, you may have a great little church wherever you live, but across the board, we don't. Across the board, we are in apostasy. Most of the church uh, in Christianity is in complete apostasy, yeah, and we've completely fallen away. And so a lot of this, this garbage that the modern churches are pumping out mm-hmm. is... Is things that should cause people to to bring these no things thanks. up and try to rebuke them. If they don't listen, then you turn and leave, mm-hmm. and you and you get out of that. And you're not called to be. And that's where I'm saying you're not called to be in this institution. It's not necessary. We have we have plenty of people that feel called out into this smaller, more you know, into the smaller community, and that's just as church for them as it would be for you if you have a great church and you're going to church every week. Yeah. So we don't judge anybody on that. But we also don't think there's anything wrong with the normal institution of church. And I've said... If it is and, not an apostasy... No, not yeah, at all. And if it's awesome. not an apostasy, it's great. And I have said in many podcasts that I actually recommend that over anything else. We've actually contemplated moving our family. There are like yeah, there's three churches, churches that, that you, I would actually attend. Yeah, and yeah. we've contemplated literally moving our family just so we could go live there and be active in those churches. Yeah, so I have, and and again, we um, talking about Alexis and Travis, we're not their church. Mm-mm. They have their own church and their own pastor, and they do their own thing. They yep. This has not. we have nothing in no way, I, um, are we 
you know, although they are part of our church and they are our yep. family, they have, they their, have own their own community and their own body of believers, mm-hmm. and they live about an hour and a half away from us. Yep. And that's their own. They found their own little. Which little I think thing is there. great again in great. the role of eldership because they are constantly assessing everything, everything and not just being correct. caught up in what we're correct. all doing. Not just in this little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, again, I thank God for. For having people like that in our lives, it's a unique situation, I suppose, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, they do. So they do their own thing on that. So I, you know, and I fully support that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to all of our listeners, if you've got if, a local one that's good. If you can good, find something that's not an apostasy. But, you know, like I said, it's, it's so... I guess before I go down too many more rabbit holes, I'll just wrap up that one. But yeah, I, they can home churches can be damaging and can be um, sketchy. Mm-hmm. But we but we also need to remember that there's no institutionalized rule. There's no necessary thing. So saying that. You know, somebody that attends a house church or even an online church that isn't able to get to a a body, you know, or is does not have that available mm-hmm. for them to have a local congregation or, a, you know, a local group. Then what they're doing here is no different than what you're doing in worshiping God in your church. I mean, yep. they come here, they do, they listen to the Bible messages, they do they're involved in our in our little circle here and it's just as much as church for us as it is for anybody else so mm-hmm. i you know i don't not saying that the the person asking this question is looking down on it or anything but anybody that kind of looks down or says anything about it there i don't and which there have been people people have been kind of slanderous about it which is kind of sad mm-hmm. um, because you know you can just see how they're not biblical uh, arguments for those points at yeah, all. Yeah, it is and, sad to see. And it's like, you know, you, you can't convince them of such, but mm-hmm. yet they rip other people down. Makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's so, I guess that hopefully that answers your question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we shared the scripture. We'll share a bunch of different links to extra resources uh surprise surprise john MacArthur has a great book on church mm-hmm. and what qualifies you to be a leader and and these different things like that yeah uh that's also it's linked into the got questions article that we're going to put which if you're new to our channel or you haven't um we are not sponsored by them whatsoever, we but I use love them, them and use them all the time. <laughs> I will use them so often that it, you will think that I am sponsored <laughs> by them because I really, really like them a lot. And uh, most most of the most of the stuff that we do is from Got Questions because not only do they do it, but they also post resources of where they got their resources. Yeah, and their resources are usually always just completely on point too. So. Hopefully that helps Hopefully and that answers helps. the question. Um, but How yes, there is a, um, we're only at 27. Okay, so, so of course there there is a, a way to go about 
you know, just church in general. Church is a gathering of people. It's not a building. It's not a place. Right. Um, and there is an order. God is not the God of chaos. He is a God of order. And scripture is very clear in the order for how these things are to go, these meetings and assemblies, and the, the, the leadership roles within each individual group. Well, but you can do that being a home church or a... And, and now that I'm thinking about it, you really, you really, really need to understand what your body being the temple means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a Jewish saying of Jews used to have to go to the temple. Mm-hmm. They used to have to go to the temple for prayer, for worship, for these things. For ceremonies the, and Right. Festivals. The fact that the temple, the need for the temple has been taken away and Christ and the Holy Spirit has been given to us Mm -hmm. we no longer have any need for the temple the temple dwells within side of us Mm -hmm. so you technically are the church you are yep so wherever you you go you are the church when you are meeting together with another believer in an orderly fashion Mm -hmm. exactly outlined that we have from paul because we remember you have to remember that this stuff was not we get this idea that it was completely outlined perfectly right christianity was brand new Mm -hmm. brand spanking new and it was confusing it was confusing because of the cultural shift in in everything that it brought it was it went against everything that the world knew at that time including judaism Mm -hmm. i mean it went and they were this all took place what over in Greece, <laughs> over in Greece, Turkey, you know, the, the Asia, Europe, mm-hmm. the Middle East, all of this took place in there. If you know anything about the history in these cultures, that this was just, I mean, it was the Greek gods, the Roman gods, the, mm-hmm. you know, the way that worship and, and religion worked back then was crazy. And the Jews were definitely completely different than all of those groups. So the fact that this new sort of, you know, way of doing things was completely turned upside down. And it went against every single one of those institutionalized um, beliefs and teachings and religions. It was confusing to everybody. Nobody knew. They're like, okay, well, like, what what do we do? Do we... Do we still like sing songs and chants and go to the temple every like three times a day or like I don't How does I don't this really work? know what we're supposed <laughs> to do here. Yeah. And that's what that's what the apostles laid out for us. I mean that was there was there's always been kind of a general understanding of how this works too throughout scripture. Um, that you know, just like I think Paul, I mean, okay. Paul definitely was instructed through Christ himself. Um, but at the same time, he went from Jew practicing Pharisee mm-hmm. all of a sudden to being a teacher in preaching Christ to the Jews and Gentiles alike. But apostle to the Gentiles, teaching the Gentiles this stuff, this was completely alien for him. Because he's like, number one, I shouldn't be talking to you. Yeah. Number two, you don't have to do any of the old stuff that we used to have to do, and all you have to do is follow this. I mean, those are pretty much... I'm going to get in trouble for that one. <laughs> but that's pretty much what he did. Um, so it was... You know, we got, we have to be careful and remember what 
what this was in the first century as opposed to thinking of our big church buildings and Mm -hmm. you know our our way of practices and our you know phds and theology and things like this like that 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 didn't exist then not saying they're not great but it it didn't then and you can't build your model for what you want it to be off of this time and place yeah so i think that's all i have to say about it yeah i think that's good hopefully that answers your questions um obviously if if not if not, we'll let us know. Um, if you have additional questions after listening to this, let us know as well. And if you have any other questions that have popped up or people you're interested to hear Brandon's take on or anything like that, just message it to us and let us know. And, uh, yeah, we enjoy doing all this. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.